Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again on the Oh, the Pain podcast for Monday, January 31st, the final day of January 2022 in the Joe Beningo Oh, the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by DraftKings, by Anita Tire by Beach Camera, and by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Well, we had quite a championship Sunday yesterday. Super Bowl 56, of course, is set. And in two weeks, it'll be the L.A. Rams. Really not a big surprise to see the Rams in the Super Bowl, but a shocking Cincinnati Bengal team that was 250-1 to to get to the Super Bowl before the season started. They are there with their uh, come-from-behind victory down 21-3 to early in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They come back and knock off the Chiefs at Arrowhead 27-24. to In overtime, the Rams, of course, with their 20-17 to victory over the Niners uh, in L.A., a game where they were down 17-7 as well. But we'll start, we'll begin with the Chiefs and in the Bengals in the AFC. I mean, this game early on looked like it was going to be an absolute rout by Kansas City. Now, I like Kansas City in this game. In fact, I went over two yesterday because even though I had the Rams, uh, the hook the uh, wound up uh, biting me as they were three-and-a-half-point favorites and won the game by only three. But it looked early on in this game that Kansas City was just going to run away with it. They had a 21-3 lead. Mahomes was hooking up at everybody. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman. And they looked like they were on their way. But Cincinnati kind of righted the ship right late in the second quarter. They got a nice touchdown on that pass and run from the uh, incomparable Joe Burrow. How about Joe Burrow? How cool is he, man? Look out for this guy as time goes on. I mean, look, he's, he's in his second year and he's already in the Super Bowl. And he's the first number one overall pick in the history of the NFL to get to the Super Bowl within his by his second season. Uh, in the National Football League. So, uh, boy, unbelievable. But Burrow hits P. Ryan for this catch-and-run touchdown to make it 21-10. to But then the Chiefs, right before halftime, mount the drive. They come right back down the field. And here's where the game changed for good. Chiefs are up 21-10. to And they get inside the five-yard line. They actually have a first and goal after a pass interference call. And they're down on the one-yard line. And you're like, okay, they're going to stick it in here and they're going to go ahead and they're going to be up 28 to 10. And if, and this game essentially, uh, for all intents and purposes anyway, is going to be over. But with about 13 seconds left, the Chiefs try a play, uh, incomplete pass. They have no timeouts left, by the way, at this point as well. Uh, part of that because Andy Reid had challenged earlier uh, that came back to bite him. And actually he won the challenge, but what happened was he called the timeout before the challenge uh, which really he didn't have to do. All he had to do was really challenge the play. They wound up winning the challenge, but he lost his timeout anyway, and that timeout came back to bite him at the end of the uh, first half. Five seconds now are left, and instead of kicking the field goal to go up at that point what would have been 24-10, to 10, 
Mahomes comes basically talks. Mahomes comes over, basically talks Reed into going, taking one more shot into the end zone. So five seconds are left, no timeout for the Chiefs. Basically, you got to, you know, just throw the ball into the end zone quickly. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, you kick the field goal. Instead, Mahomes winds up throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill, still in the field to play, and the Bengals make the play. They stop him on the one-yard line, and the Chiefs come away with absolutely nothing in that possession, and that turned the entire game around because the second half, and look, Joe Burrow's terrific. There's no doubt, no denying how good this kid is. He's going to be one of the premier quarterbacks for a long time in this league, and he's one game away from already putting that Super Bowl championship in the bank. But the second half of this game, as far as I'm concerned, was all about the Bengal defense because they completely shut down Patrick Mahomes and the chief offense in the second half. Whatever adjustments they made, Zach Taylor and his staff made in that second half, Lou Andiamo, the defensive coordinator, I hope he said his name right, the Cincinnati, whatever adjustments they made in that second half was unbelievable because they really took it to Mahomes. The second half of this game looked a lot like last year's Super Bowl where the Tampa Bay defense was all over Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes did not have a good game here not have a good game. Uh, He was under pressure. He got sacked a bunch of times in the second half. Tyreek Hill was a complete non-factor in the second half after he had a real big half in the first half. I mean, uh, the uh, Bengal defense just took him out of the game, and it came down to this. At 21-13, the Bengals get the game to 21-13. The Chiefs have the ball. And then Mahomes throws a killer interception to B.J. Hill, the defensive lineman. It sets up the touchdown pass from Burrow to the incomparable Jamar Chase that makes it 21-19. to And Chase really did very little in this game. As a matter of fact, outside of catching that touchdown pass, the Chiefs did a pretty damn good job on him. T. Higgins was the guy that really had the big game yesterday for Cincinnati. Uh, he caught a lot of big passes for them in his football game. But that interception by Hill... Sets up the touchdown, Burrow uh, to uh, Jamar Chase. They go for the two-point conversion. They get it. They tie the game at 21-21. Cincinnati winds up stopping the Chiefs again. And again, the Bengal defense, you can't say enough about how good the Bengal defense was in the second half of this game. Cincinnati drives again. The unbelievable rookie McPherson, Evan McPherson, who to me right now, I mean, is there a better kicker in the NFL than this guy? Winds up kicking the field goal that puts them ahead, Cincinnati, 24-21. They come all the way back from being down 21-3. to And the biggest deficit in the history of conference championship games to be overcome, you got to go back to the 2006 AFC title game between the Colts and the Patriots, Manning and Brady in that game. New England had a 21-3 lead in Indianapolis, only to see the Colts come all the way back and win that game eventually uh, in overtime and go on to to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, that was the first Peyton Manning uh, Super Bowl championship. They beat the Bears uh, and all of that, and that one back uh, at the end of the uh, 2006 season. But the Bengals come all the way back. They take the lead 24-21 with about five or so minutes left in the game. And now the Chiefs, with the championship pedigree that they have, back-to-back trips to the Super Bowl, their fourth consecutive AFC title game, They mount this drive that gets them all the way down 
first and goal on about the Kansas, on about the Cincinnati three-yard line. And you're thinking at this point, boy, you know, the Chiefs might even score a touchdown here, and you might not even see Joe Burrow get back on the field again with the Cincinnati offense. And, and, and here is where, I, and I got to take a shot at Andy Reid here. And look, Mahomes deserves a big shot here because he had a terrible second half. There's no denying how bad Patrick Mahomes was in the second half. And like I said, the Cincinnati defense got after him, no doubt about it. But they run the ball on first down and get maybe a yard. I forget who it was, McKinnon, who had a real good game for Kansas City. Maybe it was uh, Edwards Hilaire, whoever it was. They run for about a yard there. Now they got a second and goal on the three-yard line. And really, they got all their timeouts. The Chiefs are in very good shape here at this point, you know, to take the lead with a touchdown. And this call, I could not understand. Second and goal, you got all your timeouts here. If I'm Andy Reid, I run the ball again here. I run the damn ball again. There was a maybe it was a little under a minute, whatever it was. <clears throat> Instead of running, Mahomes fakes the ball into the line. He still has the football. The play isn't there because the coverage was just tremendous. Again, Cincinnati's defense in the second half. You know, Joe Burrow will get all the credit. Everybody will talk about him and deservedly so. But to me, the Bengal defense really won them the football game. I mean, I I, I think that, the you know, you if you want to pinpoint one thing that won this game yesterday for Cincinnati, to me, it's their defense and the great job they did on Mahomes in the second half of this game. They second and goal. Fake into the line. Mahomes goes back to pass. The play is not there. And the coverage is there in the end zone. Mahomes winds up getting sacked for an eight-yard loss back to the nine-yard line. Now, all of a sudden, it's third and goal from the nine-yard line. Third down play. Chiefs have the ball. Mahomes goes back to pass. And, look, we see Patrick Mahomes do this all the time. He's moving this way. He's faking this way. He's getting away from the rush. Nobody does it better. But at, in this play, the Bengals wind up getting him. They sack him for about a 15-yard loss. So the Bengals go, the Chiefs go from being first and going about the two-yard line. Now they're all the way back on about the 27-yard line. Unbelievable. 20, wherever it was, 24, 25-yard line. Now it's fourth and goal. Now Buckter comes out for not exactly a, a gimme field goal, but he winds up making the field goal. We go into overtime, 24-24, as the just the unbelievable playoff run that we have seen in the last two weeks uh, just continues. Remember, every game in divisional playoff weekend was decided on the final play of the game. Every game was a walk-off win. <clears throat> it's starting to look like this is going to kind of be the same way. Anyway, Buckter makes the field goal. We go into overtime. And the all-important coin toss, and I know everybody likes to go crazy about the NFL overtime. You know, we all know the rule. I mean, it used to just be sudden death in the old days. You know, uh, if you got the ball and you went down and kicked the field goal, the game was over. Now, you have to score a touchdown in the first possession. And if you don't score a touchdown there, if you kick a field goal, the other team at least, you know, gets a shot. And, of course, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of discussion about that last week in the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Because Kansas City got the ball to start the overtime, went right down the field and scored a touchdown. And of course, you know, the people that don't like this rule start, oh, you know, they got to change the rule and all it is, the whole deal. Kansas City winds up winning the coin toss. And you're saying, here we go again. Chiefs are going to get the ball, go right down the field and win the game again, just like they did against Buffalo, except this wasn't happening this time. 
not against this Kansas, not against this Cincinnati defense. It gets the incomplete pass on first down, incomplete pass on second down. Now it's third and ten, and Mahomes goes deep. He throws deep down the sideline, uh, intended for Tyreek Hill. He's double double covered. I mean, I you know wasn't exactly uh, any like he was wide open on this play. He's double covered. The ball gets tipped up in the air. Von Bell intercepts it for Cincinnati. The Bengals are in great field position now. All they need is a field goal to win the game. They're about on their own 40, 45-yard line, whatever it is here. Burrow takes them down the field and to eventually set up the game-winning field goal for Evan McPherson, who just does not miss anything. He puts it right down the middle, and Cincinnati is on their way to the Super Bowl for the third time in their history and for the first time since the 1988 season with Boomer Esiason and Icky Woods and, uh, you know, all those guys, Chris Collinsworth on that team. And, of course, they wound up losing that Super Bowl to Montana and the 49ers. So for the third time in their history, the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl and really uh, stunning. I mean, I, uh, you tell me, I mean, even forget before the season who had the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I mean, who had the Bengals in the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs? Was there anybody in there, they, anybody that thought, first of all, they would wind up winning the AFC North, and second of all, that they'd be in the Super Bowl? And remember, you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs had this unbelievable run after they got off to a slow start at the beginning of the year. The only two games they lost the last two months of the season were to the Cincinnati Bengals, and very, very similar fashion. Cincinnati came back from two touchdowns down to beat them in Week 17 in the regular season in Cincinnati. Again, with a late field goal by McPherson, they won that game 34-31, a game where Jamar Chase had an unbelievable game, caught passes for over 200 yards in that game. Burrow threw for you know almost 500 yards in that game. Cincinnati won 34-31. They won the division that day. And, and we all, including me, kind of poo-pooed that game, saying, well, you know, the Chiefs didn't really need it that much. Uh, the Bengals needed it. You know, that, that game, they winning that game, clinched the division for them. And nobody really took them seriously as a legitimate, you know, contender to get into the Super Bowl. They, they win a very tough game that goes right down to the wire at home in their first game of the playoffs, the wild card round against the Raiders. They pull that game out to three interceptions against Ryan Tannehill. They go in and beat the number one seed Titans in Tennessee. As I mentioned, Tannehill throws those three turnovers and in three interceptions in the game, including the one that sets up the game winning field goal at the end. And then they go into Kansas City, the defending AFC champions two years in a row in the Super Bowl, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, all those weapons the Chiefs have, and they come back from 21-3 and stick it to Kansas City and go to the Super Bowl with that 27-24 to win. Unbelievable. Congratulations to Cincinnati as they will now play the L.A. Rams in uh, Super Bowl 56 in L.A. And how about that? You know, all the years that we went in the Super Bowl, the first 54 Super Bowls, nobody ever played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Now we're going to have it two years in a row. Tampa Bay played it in their home stadium last year and went on to win and beat the Chiefs. And the Rams will now play it in their home stadium this year against Cincinnati. Uh, really, really crazy. All right, we'll break down the Ram-Niner game. But first, what we're going to do, let's uh, welcome in our uh, our sponsors. And, of course, we want to start with DraftKings. And, again, we want to thank them for coming on board. And, really, the time is now. The moments everybody waited for were just two weeks away. And we've all waited since the beginning of September. And it's finally here. 
And in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team, either the Rams or the Bengals. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live, as we all know, in New York, meaning you can bet from almost uh, anywhere, really. Uh, you can bet from almost a third of the country now. If Sportsbooks isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Of course, uh, here in New Jersey, uh, the uh, gambling has been legal for a long time, for a while. DraftKings has been here, and now the last month or so we've seen it in New York. Download the DraftKings special app. Uh, dra- download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use promo code O the pain, just like the podcast, O H T H E P A I N. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code O the pain at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Uh, you must be 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by. Jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline uh, at 1-800-889-9789. And uh, in Connecticut, uh, you can call 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG dot org slash chat in new york uh call 877 8 hop and that's 8778hopeny or text hopeny 467369 so again we want to thank all our uh, our friends and really appreciate uh draftkings for coming on board of course uh, we want to thank uh, my buddy Isaac at Beach Camera. And you know the deal with Beach Camera. They offer all the top brands, such as LG, Samsung, and Sony. Uh, they've been in business for over 30 years. So give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Or stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, and uh, Edison, New Jersey, of course, and let him save you some money uh, this uh, this year. As well, use code JOEB, J-O-E-B, for $15 off your order of $100 or more at Beach Camera. Dot com. Of course, my good friends, Mike Jones and company at the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. And we'll have another live uh, podcast coming up there uh, in uh, in uh, due time. We'll let you know when. And you know the deal. They're located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, check them out. Uh, the tap room is open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays. Uh, come in and raise up a few. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. Say hello to my buddy, Mike Jones, TJ, uh, my son-in-law, Andre, all at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And, of course, my son, Johnny, Ari, his boss at Anita Tires in um, Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. Check them out. All your tire needs, all your car service needs. The Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. All right. As far as the NFC title game, it ended the streak of five consecutive playoff games that ended on the last play of the game. That's not how it came down, but still a terrific game. The Rams snapped their six-game losing streak to the 49ers. They lost to them twice this year 
at SoFi Stadium where really it was pretty much 50-50. Uh, it was 49er and Ram fans. It was crazy. You know, I, you, you know, you had the uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams doing the silent count in their own stadium because there were so many 49er fans in attendance there. But the Rams, they overcame, you know, just like what we saw in the game against Tampa where there all these mistakes they made and they wound up overcoming it to win. They did the same in this game. I mean, the Rams made a lot of mistakes in this football game. They were down at 1.177. Even overcame the head coach, Sean McVay, who had a terrible game. He really did. I mean, it almost looked like he was panicking in this game. He had two terrible challenges that put him in – that he lost both of them. I don't know why he challenged either of these plays that put him in a position where he had no timeouts left with about, you know, seven or eight minutes to go in this football game. And, uh, you know, fortunately for the Rams, they were able to overcome all of that and overcome the deficiencies of their head coach in this game uh, to get to the Super Bowl for the second time uh, since the 2018 season when they lost, of course, at the end of that season to the Patriots. But, you know, Matthew Stafford threw a, an interception early in this game in the end zone uh, that that snuffed out a, a Ram drive, uh, another drive in this game with the Rams up 7 and nothing, where Stafford uh, threw a pass that probably would have been a touchdown, to, a touchdown that Cooper Cup was still had a tremendous game, had two touchdown catches, had a great game. Uh, Cup dropped the pass, would have been a touchdown. Then there was another one on the same drive uh, to this rookie receiver from Notre Dame, Sowenick. I hope I said his name right. And he dropped it in the end zone. That should have been a touchdown. Um, there was a, a, a sequence again where uh, we talked about McVeigh. They had a second and one later on in the game. Three cracks at it on second and one. Couldn't get the first down. That eventually led to a, uh, a, a 49er score as well. Uh, but the Rams, give them, give them credit, man. They were resilient, and they came back to pull this game out. Tremendous game. Matthew Stafford, give him credit, man. Uh, you know, uh, all those years with the Lions and just never really had a good team around them. The Rams really, uh, they got no draft choice. They, got no, they don't have a number one pick till 2024, but it's worked for them. All the guys they brought in, Stafford, Von Miller. How about old Del Beckham Jr.? How good a game did he have? Let's be honest, the Rams do not win yesterday without the play of OBJ. He was tremendous. Uh, nine catches over 100 yards in this game. Cooper Cup, the same thing. He was over 100 yards in receptions. He also caught two touchdown passes. But maybe the biggest play of this game came uh, courtesy of the San Francisco defense. With the Rams trailing 17-14 in the fourth quarter, Stafford kind of heaves a pass down the middle of the field uh, underthrows the pass to Cup. Looks like it's going to be a sure interception. Tart, the defensive back. Uh, so I don't know how you've got a crazy first name. I forget how you say it, but he hits him right in the hands and he drops the ball. I mean, this is a huge play. Uh, interception right in his hands. He drops it. The Rams get a second life. They wind up going down the field and eventually kicking the field goal at that point that tied the game at 17 and 17. And then eventually they would come back down and pull this game out. They take the lead at 20 to 17. And then the Ram defense really put it on Jimmy Garoppolo at the end. Pressure by Aaron Donald and Von Miller, uh, forcing Garoppolo to, you know, kind of a desperation play, getting away from the pressure, just kind of flicking the ball out there. And it winds up getting intercepted to seal the win for the Rams. Uh, the Rams are a very resilient team. Give them credit, man. They came over all – they overcame all the mistakes they made in this football game yesterday. 
the mistakes of their head coach, how bad a game did McVay have? Like I said, two terrible challenges. Neither one of them, uh, he, he, you knew he was not winning the challenge. One was on the spot on Stafford on a fourth and one quarterback sneak. You knew he didn't get it. You know, you, you never win those kind of challenges. Uh, and he winds up losing the challenge there. There was another one later on in the game where Yusek, the fullback for the Niners, uh, looks like he fumbles the football on a third down play. McVay challenges that. It wasn't even close to being a fumble. You know, clearly Yusek was down. Uh, the Niners wound up uh, punting there anyway. But it put, again, it put the Rams in position where with about seven or eight minutes left, they had no timeouts in this game. In, you know, what was certainly shaping up to be a very close game. And, of course, it ends uh, with that field goal at the end. So uh, just unbelievable. You know, give the uh, give the Rams credit. Uh, they, they were all in. You know, Stan Kroenke, the owner, they went all in. They brought in Stafford. They brought in OBJ. They brought in Von Miller. They traded for Sony Michelle, uh, the running back that they got from New England. All these guys exactly for this reason to get to the Super Bowl, and it winds up working out uh, for the Rams. As I said, this is the second time now for Sean McVay. Remember, he made the Super Bowl, as I mentioned, against the the uh, Patriots, but they lost a couple years ago at the end, end of the 2018 season. Jared Goff was the quarterback. They made the move for Stafford, and now Matthew Stafford gets them again, gets them there again. Fifth time in their history, the Rams go to the Super Bowl. The third time as the L.A. Rams. Remember, they went in 1979, uh, wound up losing that game to the uh, dynastic Pittsburgh Steelers. That was the fourth of the four Pittsburgh Steelers championships in the 70s, Super Bowl championships in the 70s. They lost that game. They were in L.A. at that point. Then the two that they were in in St. Louis, uh, of course, with Kurt Warner beating the Tennessee Titans in 1999, losing to the Patriots in 2001. And then, of course, this is the second Super Bowl now under McVay uh, in Los Angeles. So the fifth all told uh, for the uh, Rams as a franchise. They're one and three as they will go in here to Super Bowl 56. But again, the Rams showing a lot of resilience, just like they did last week in overcoming all those turnovers they had, the four big turnovers they had to put Tampa Bay back in the game after they had uh, the big lead in that football game, 27 to three. And again, they overcome uh, all the different mistakes they made in this game, the drop passes, the interception in the end zone early, the bad decisions by their head coach, and they find a way to get uh, to what should be a very, very entertaining Super Bowl in Super Bowl 56. The upstart Cincinnati Bengals, who, as I said, nobody before the season and nobody before the playoffs started had the Bengals going to the Super Bowl and uh, a lot of people thought the Rams had a legitimate shot to get there, and they do. So congratulations to both those teams. What a, what a great playoff run we had. We really did. You know, wild card weekend wasn't so great. We didn't have really that many, really any really compelling games there. Maybe you want to say the Cowboy 49er game was, but, you know, it really wasn't that great a game. It was more about, you know, the mistakes that the Cowboys made, terrible coaching by McCarthy. But then you had the unbelievable divisional round where every game was decided on the last play of the game. The epic uh, game between the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, which we'll, we'll always look at one of the great games in the history of the NFL. And then these two games this weekend, you know, the comeback from Cincinnati from 21-3 uh, to beat the Chiefs. And again, uh, just a terrible game by Patrick Mahomes. To me, 
the biggest loser of the weekend was Mahomes. Mahomes and the Chiefs. Because I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, right now, I mean, you could talk about Brady and we'll see if Brady winds up retiring or not. I guess he's got 15 million reasons not to retire at least until next week. You know, so we'll see. You know, that's still up in the air yet to be determined. I think he probably will after he gets his money because I think maybe Brady thinks, hey, you know what? I don't know if I can win a Super Bowl anymore uh, with this team in Tampa, but that remains to be seen. But, you know, you could talk about Brady. You could talk about Rodgers. You could talk about Josh Allen. You could talk about Joe Burrow, who's certainly up and coming uh, to be uh, right there with the elite quarterbacks in the game if he's not already. But I thought Mahomes is the best, but he didn't show it yesterday. He had a terrible second half. Uh, looked like It looked like Mahomes never recovered in this game yesterday from not getting in the end zone or at least not getting that field goal before halftime because that really changed the entire complexion of that football game between Kansas City and Cincinnati. All right, so here we go. Two weeks from now, Super Bowl 56, the Rams and the Bengals. The Rams saw, right now are, are installed as a four-point favorite uh, uh, in the uh, sports books here uh, the day after the Super Bowl. We'll see if that changes at all in the next two weeks. It's probably about right. You know, I, I look at them as probably a four-point favorite, but I would never dismiss the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have been to two, as I said. They lost in 19, at the end of the 81 season to the Niners. They lost at the end of the 88 season to the Niners. They have not won a Super Bowl in their history. We'll see if they can do it this time. All right. Joe Beningo and the Yoda Payne podcast. Uh, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed yesterday's games. Unfortunately, I always, at this time of the season, always feel a little melancholy because this football season is basically over, except for the Super Bowl. So it's always a little depressing. But we had uh, two tremendous games yesterday. Again, want to thank all my sponsors. Want to thank my friends at DraftKings. Want to thank uh, my friends at the Hackensack Brewing Company, uh, Beach Camera, Anita Tire. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy your week. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, about some of the coaching changes, the Giants hiring, of course, Brian Dable. We'll get into that more uh, next uh, on Friday uh, when we have our next Oda Payne podcast. Everybody, enjoy your week and all.